the Real Estate You podcast with Letty Ann. Welcome back to Real Estate You with Letty Ann, season five in the kitchen. We welcome you into my kitchen and I welcome my friend, Kareen Helwig. Hello, how yeah. are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Kareen. Awesome. Thank you. You've never been to my house though. We're friends, no, but I not, not my house. We, we literally see each other adjacently Yes. Uh, because uh, I live very close to Aubrey Vineyards. Uh, it's an Overland Park, Kansas winery. And Kareen is not only the general manager, but she's also the winemaker. So I can't wait to hear uh, all about what's going on at the vineyards. Yeah. But let's start with what does it take to, uh, it's been an endeavor. Uh, I think we're approaching 10 years. I only know that because uh, I live nearby. Right. Um, What does it take to get started uh, setting up a winery from a farm field? Sure. Yeah. So let me just give a little brief background of how we got here today. So the owners of the company, they bought this 200 acre lot, um, uh, in 2010 and had it probably primarily as an investment at that time and it was on the way back on, from a trip to Napa that they decided you know maybe we maybe we could do a vineyard and so we parceled off um, about 35 acres at this time uh, to plant we've got about just right around 6,000 vines that we have planted today and right now from that 6,000 vines um, we're producing about 3,500 gallons of wine a year, but our vineyard has not reached its full potential yet, so there's nowhere to go but up. And then as things get um, better for us and we feel like, hey, we've kind of got this under our belt, we certainly have acreage to expand upon and plant more vines if that's what we'd like to do. Um, but it's been growing, and you've seen us grow over the last it's several been years. Growing. <laughs> growing yeah. <laughs> uh, not only the vines or the yeah. grapes um, but you know we we paved and we have parking lots now and here just in December you know four or five short months ago we opened to the public on the premise and so now we have our tasting room located here as well as we still have our tasting room in downtown Old Overland Park the original uh, that opened in 2014 so starting on December 9th here we started welcoming guests and it has just exploded um, never in the ownership or my mind did we ever think within four or five months we don't have enough chairs. I don't have enough places to put people. We're packed, and that's awesome. Yeah, so it's very exciting. Good problem to have. Yes, very good. Yeah. Very so good. you don't want to grow too fast because right. we all know what that does right. to a business. Mm-hmm. But you took your time in creating such a beautiful place over mm-hmm. there. Um, over the years, and it wasn't something that was just slapped up. It was really well thought out. Right. I want to ask you, how many varietals do you have? Sure. Um, So right now we're growing 10 different grapes. But with any single grape, you can make multiple wines. It could be a rosé. If it's a red, it could be a rosé or a red. Um, We can do blends. We can do blushes. So at any given time, we normally have 18 to 20 different bottles of wine available to taste and sell. Mm I've been to the tasting room, surprise, and uh, I've been to, of course, now the open uh, tasting room on premise. And well, I I was just telling our producers, the sunsets are spectacular. (laughs) The tasting room is well done. I know the owners, uh, when I met them during the grand opening, um, she mentioned that they don't want to be, uh, they they really want to make it um, more of a, for lack of a better word, Napa experience and not just a... Um, let's put things in the smoothie machine and try yes. to make something we're not. Yes. Um, it is every, every decision, whether it was from the wine glasses that we use in the room, the furniture that's in the room, the stain color, how the drive through the vineyard goes, every single 
idea or facet of the property um, was well thought out and painstakingly thought out in some places. I mean, it just takes time. And so it was all to drive an experience. And again, it is, we are striving for a Napa-like experience. Um, and that's what it's all about. And the way we do our tastings with our guests, um, it is what you would experience in Napa. Um, it, we're not fashioning it after a Midwest theme thing. Um, and so we are, we're definitely striving towards that goal. What's your most proper, uh, most, most, uh, Popular wine? Yes, thank you. You're welcome. It is our. And we haven't even had any yet. <laughs> we haven't so. even opened it yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's our Chamberson. Um, our Chamberson has been our top selling wine for probably a good, hmm, I would say probably for at least the last five years, if not since day one. Um, Chamberson is a grape that we do grow on property. Um, so I can't use, officially, I can't use the word estate because there's different rules with the federal government with using that word, but it is a, it is a grape that we do grow here. Speaking of rules and regs, mm-hmm. you've learned more than you really need to know, but yes. you had to learn. Uh, I, I think that's crazy. We had a conversation at one point about things you can't say, you can say, right. where you can sell, where you can't sell, right. who, right. Um, all of that kind of right. stuff. So right. but, uh, let's dial in a little bit more. We can get started here. And while you're starting to explain this, I'm going to go get a couple of things. Pardon me. It's good we're in my own kitchen. Okay. All right. So um, I have have two pairings I've brought today. Um, We're starting a collaboration or a partnership with Casey Caramels. And so today um, I've brought two different wines and two different caramels um, that we have specifically paired out together. And they're just, it's just fun. Um, Pairing food and wine together is always fun, whether that's a Cabernet Sauvignon and a steak, or in this case, um, some of our wines with caramels. Um, We all know that chocolate sometimes goes really well with those big, bold, dry red wines. Um, But caramels is kind of an unexpected idea or theme that we're starting to see. So um, the first wine I'm going to talk about is our Crimson Cabernet. Crimson Cabernet is a uh, grape that we do grow here on the premise. It'll be the first grape. When you pull into our property, it is the first great uh, street side. And um, Crimson Cabernet is actually a hybrid grape. Um, it, is a, it is a hybrid of the Cabernet Sauvignon as well as the Norton. Um, Norton is a classic Midwest grape, grows very well here in the Midwest states. Um, and then uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, as everyone knows, is flourishes um, on the West Coast. And so people would like to be able to grow Cab Sauv here, but it just we just don't have the climate or the growing season that would allow that grape to grow well. So um, luckily we had some botanists that uh, put those two grapes together, um, and now we have the Crimson Cabernet. Um, Crimson Cabernet for us is really a bold, dry red wine, but it is unoaked. Um, in my winemaking style, one of the things that we really like to do is we do a lot of stainless steel work. Um, we only oak very few wines because we really, one of our themes um, of presenting our wine is to really let the grapes speak for themselves. And so the Crimson Cabernet is and a good example of that. This is all stainless steel. The other wine I brought is our apple wine. Uh, we've been sold out of the apple wine for probably a good four months, and it has always been one of our top five selling wines. This is something unique. It is not like a cider. Um, the alcohol content is higher. Usually your ciders are running around 6 to 8% um, and has some carbonation in it. Our apple wine is just a pure, fresh-pressed apple juice that we ferment and process all out in stainless steel so it comes across as kind of a a light tart apple wine what's the alcohol content in the apple wine um it's probably about 12 percent okay awesome yeah so um i'm going to pour these for us and then we'll talk about how the caramel 
actual Beautiful. flavors of these caramels actually pair with this. While Corrine is pouring that, I want to say if you want to reach out to Corrine or check out any information about Aubrey Vineyards, please go to Aubrey, A-U-B-R-E-Y, vineyards.com and uh, get connected with uh, Corrine and any, any, anything you have, or maybe you want to make a reservation to visit the winery. Uh, also want to say... If you are interested in my book, Homes That Cook, please go to Amazon.com and search Homes That Cook. Of course, our recipes for season five, although you cannot go to our website and download a bottle of wine. I wish you could. Uh, so like. <laughs> that'd be fun. Someday. One day. It will probably, probably happen. Um, so if you're interested in the ep episode uh, recipes from season five, please go to uh, Lettyn.com forward slash season five recipes. So this is great, Karine. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, thank you for having me today. You bet. Fun. All right. So um, as I talked about earlier, we're starting to do some partnerships with KC Carmels. Kansas City Carmels. Kansas right. City Carmels. Yep. Thank you. Yep. And um, the owner of Kansas City Carmels, Terry, she's a wonderful person. Uh, complete pleasure to meet her. Um, kind of reminds me of myself. Um, she's just, you know, had had her life and what it was and then decided one day I'm going to do something different. You know, I'm going to I'm going to venture out into a new thing. So it's, it kind of reminds me of me coming into wine, the wine world. That wasn't my life before. So it was, it's really, really fun to meet her and talk to her and then find out, hey, we, we actually compare some things here. It's not just, oh, who loves caramels? Yay. But now she's because she's made some distinct flavors in her caramels. We have found there's some flavors that really accentuate some wines. So let's start. Um, actually, we're going to start with the apple. Okay. Um, so she has a caramel that's called her, just her base caramel. It's called proper caramel. Mm -hmm. And the proper comes from um, some ingredients that she's getting from England. So it's kind of a, it's a fun title. I did not know that. Yes. Yeah, so Super proper. Fun. So maybe we should use our we English accent, you know, when we talk about that. But, um, you know, so who doesn't love a caramel apple? And that's what this flavor is all about. It's oh, just normal caramel. caramel. I'm just and putting then with that the together. Apple wine, it's like, it's like, <laughs> eating a caramel apple so I it can't is, wait to it's try. really tasty so i've given you um our caramels here and they're labeled so you can go for the car the proper if you want to check out kansas city caramels simply go to kansascitycaramels.com and uh i'm sure terry will connect with you there mm -hmm. so okay all right so usually when we're doing a food pairing i usually suggest Sipping the wine first, okay. just getting your base level of with the wine. What does that wine feel like on your palate, taste, get all that soaked in, and then take a little bit of the food into your mouth, and then go ahead and start eating it. But then leave a little bit of residual and bring some more wine, and then it creates that experience on your palate that was completely different from the first sip. Can't wait. I love uh, the science behind all of this. All right. And the Cheers. Pleasure. Salud. bite of the caramel. Mmm. So good. <laughs> <laughs> smaller bites, Lady Anne. Smaller bites. <laughs> oh my. Caramel apple. Oh my gosh. That's Isn't so that fun. Good. That is so I mean, fun. But that's fun. Mm -hmm. And th these kind of pairings for us are fun. I mean, we take winemaking very seriously. 
Um, our team that's going to do your tastings is going to take their job very seriously. But we also want wine to be fun. It should. Mm. I, I, we don't want pretentious. You know, that's not what it's about. And I mean, mm. what could be more fun than apple wine? I love it. I so. think everyone who's helping us here, our production team, is salivating right now. It's so it, There's it's still absolute. more. Yeah. It's so good. Wow. All right. Yeah. I'm sure you want to move on. Yeah. But, okay. Well, you Go talked ahead. about your tasting room and mm-hmm. your staff. They're unbelievably knowledgeable about the wines, about the process. Um, they Even if you go for a tasting, they're going to ask you, what do you prefer? What do you like? Yes. I love how they ask questions. Yes. Just so they're presenting you with those five or yes. seven wines that might be more for you, mm-hmm. meaning more for you, you and your right. the way you are. Right. But I've probably had four tastings at your tasting room. Mm-hmm. Every time it's different because they're like, what do you like? I said, no, let's do something I haven't done before. Mm-hmm. And I'm always surprised. Like your spritzed uh, Catalba. Uh-huh. Oh, my, it's my yeah, new favorite. Same. Yeah, me too. Yes. Spritzed Catalba. 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 C-A-L-T-A. C-A-T-A-W-A-B-A. Yeah. It's a mouthful. <laughs> uh, but they, you made it f- flat, for lack of a better word. Yes. Straight. It's always been still. Still. Mm-hmm. Still. Mm-hmm. And uh, they spritzed it. So it's not sparkling. It's just got this little bit of spritz. Fizz. It's mm-hmm. it's so good. Yes. So yes. Uh, I encourage you to go to the tasting room more than once. And they've got so many things to try. And sometimes they're out of things. And sometimes there's new things. Mm-hmm. So it's never the same experience twice. I, I love it. Yeah. Thank you for talking about the experience. Because... We do, um, you know, I just, in fact, had a staff meeting with my team, and I talked to about, you know, congratulated them on doing such a great job in the room, but talked to them about, you know, each of each one of our staff people were brought, we picked them for a reason. It wasn't because they know a lot about wine or had worked at a winery or any of that. It was that they, um, they had a characteristic in their personality that they could communicate with people and, and present things. And so... With the exception of a couple of them on the staff, um, most of them came to us with zero wine knowledge, and they've learned it all from us. And then the tableside tasting experiences that we're offering, they're just eating it up, and the public is eating that up because it's not something you can do in Kansas City right now. So we're thank you for pointing that out. That is something we do strive for is that experience. It is, and it's never the same thing twice. Yeah. And I think it's genius that you brought someone in with a blank slate, maybe not really knowledgeable mm-hmm. about, about wine. Now all they know is about your wine, right. which is more important, and they're making the experience a little bit better. Right. Right. And we do take the time. I do want them to know about other wines because right. when we do ask the first time guests, like, what kind of wines do you like? If they say, oh, I like Pinot Noir. Well, I don't grow Pinot Noir. So my staff does have to, in their head, translate, okay, if I like Pinot Noir, what do I send them to? Well, most likely it's going to be the Chamberson. So, but they have to know about these things. And, you know, a lot of them are younger and they just, they're just eating it up. They, they're young. They're having fun. They're ha- we like, have fun. Just like this is fun. But, they but, have fun. But they're, they're very learning. professional, but, yes. they're, but they're fun. Mm-hmm. They're meeting the guests where they're mm-hmm. at. Yes. So if I'm yes. at a meeting at your uh, vineyard, uh, which you can have meetings there, you can bring your laptop. You can mm-hmm. work if you yes. want, whatever yep. you want to do. I, that's not where you'll find me working. <laughs> but it's almost like uh, real estate professionals. I, I mean, we're in the relationship business. Yes. It's exactly. all about relationships. And uh, sometimes getting a, a real estate agent to come that comes to our office, maybe more of a blank slate, not having done it for a decade, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're more apt to be a, a sponge and go, mm-hmm. hey, I don't know that. Can you tell me more about that? Right. 
Right. So I love that. All yes. right, what's next, Karine? All right, so the next pairing I want to do is the Crimson Cabernet. Um, again, I talked a little bit about that, just the grape itself. Um, the notes of this wine um, are like deep, dark fruit notes, some dark plum in there. But the, the, the note that we really want to call out today is kind of the spice bouquet. Um, and so the, the caramel that we picked for this from Terry is um, Kansas chai. City caramels. Kansas City caramels. Uh, the note or the caramel we picked out is the chai tea. So those chai spices that you find in that tea, they just really bring out the spice bouquet that's in this wine. So same thing, drink, eat, drink. Showing the little cute little <laughs> caramel pack here. I'm hopeful Terry is uh, at Kansas City Caramels, KansasCityCaramels.com. AubreyVineyards.com, A-U-B-R-E-Y Vineyards.com to connect with Kareen. I'm hopeful she's going to be making these um, forever. Yes. And not just because she does yes. make seasonal caramels. No, she does. But this and show isn't about Terry, but no. we love you, Terry. <laughs> it's not. And yeah. what we've worked with her is actually creating a variety pack. Oh. And so in this little variety pack that we're selling in the tasting room, and we're probably going to have you know, you might be able to pay extra for a pairing and we would be able to tell you, hey, this this caramel in here goes with this wine. And so you could do a, a caramel pairing, wine tasting pairing experience and you would pay for it and our team will facilitate it for you. It's very so funny. we worked. We, she brought us a ton of caramels and it was a terrible day. We had to sit and wasn't it? I feel sorry for eating you. and drinking, yeah. trying to find that perfect pairing. And we've come up with this variety pack. So it's it's fun to have. Let me just say, uh, they don't just do caramel pairings with wine. I, they, they've got <laughs> cheese pairings. They have uh, cookie pairings. Uh, their <laughs> yes. um, port, their white port, goes uh, so well with ghost. <laughs> yes. Ghost. Oh, the ghost port is off the charts. Uh, if, if you're into port, try this white ghost port. Love the bottle. Love the name. Mm -hmm. And uh, the owner, of course, said, letting in, you have to try this with white chocolate. Yes. Oh, yes. It was like literally eyes rolling back in your head. Yes. Going, oh, I know. I, I'm not a port person. Yes. But she's like, you got to try it. Yes. I'm like, okay, Heidi. I yeah. Got it. yeah. And, and, and you just mentioned, Lydia, and um, some of the other pairings that we do. Mm -hmm. we're, we're focusing really hard on uh, collaborating or pairing with other local companies in the area. So Kansas City Caramels is one. Maps Chocolate out of Lenexa is another. Shout um, out to Vincent. Vincent, um, uh, the cookie pairing that you discussed, that's the Upper Crest Bakery in downtown Overland Park, right across the street from our original tasting room. And so we're looking for ways that are just fun. You know, we want to have food at our venue, but I don't just need to slap a pizza on somebody's table. Let's, let's make it fun. And what elevates the wine experience? The beauty of what you do and is taking time. You took time. You take time. You just don't go, yeah, just bring it on. Yeah, right. let's give that a try. <laughs> yes. You really take, it's a pro, and I love that yes. because then you don't have to fumble later. Uh, I right. said, Heidi, I meant Holly. Shout out to Holly. <laughs> Um, of course, the owner, mm -hmm. uh, one of the owners. And um, this is great. We have about two minutes. Yep. Let's dive into yeah. this one. Let's have one last. So sip this of is wine. our. This is crimson, the crimson Cabernet. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Mm. All right. So notes of any again. cardamom in here or no? Uh, there are some notes of cardamom, cinnamon. Okay. Um, we call it, we kind of bundle that into a holiday spice yeah. idea for description, but that's what's playing with this chai tea. Oh, I forgot to sip first. Whoops. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, and I love the chai tea caramel anyway. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm. 
That is so good. And it's just raised. Mm-hmm. That's just like party in your mouth. You can um, just feel the spice explode. It is. And it's, it's fun. You just want more and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we are out of time, so we cannot have more with you today. <laughs> we thank you for tuning in to Real Estate You with Letty Ann, Season 5 in the Kitchen. Thank thank you, Corrine Helwig, for being here. Uh, she is a winemaker and general manager yes. at Aubrey Vineyards in Overland Park, Kansas. Don't discount it being a Kansas winery. Uh, it is a wonderful experience, not only in, on your palate, in your palate, but also at the, at the vineyard itself mm-hmm. uh, on, um, as you call it, on premise. On premise. On premise. The vineyard. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning yeah. in. If you have questions for me or Kareen, please email us, real estate you, as in university, real estate you with Letty Ann at LettyAnn.com. We look forward to hearing about your wine experiences, your experiences at Aubrey Vineyard, and um, any questions you may have about this or any of the other episodes. So thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next time. The Real Estate You Podcast with Letty Ann.